0: So we are on uh, Bezrad Hashem, we're on Daf chaf, Zion. We are on Daf chaf, Zion Amit Bet. We are at the Tanaraban on the last thin line. Right, at the Tanaraban on the last thin line. You're good, don't worry. Um, we were talking about the Anshay Mishmar, the Anshay Mamad, about how they would daven, when they would daven. Uh, how it worked out, but uh, specifically the Gemara went on to give us uh, a unique look into how the mishmaros and Ha'amados actually were formed and how they developed throughout history. Uh, firstly being that, starting already from the times of Moshe Rabbeinu, that he took Misad Zomachokas and uh if he officially, originally when he took the families of Itamar and Elazar HaTohanan, the sons of Aaron, uh, how many different mishmaros he split them up to, right? One Tana said that he split each of them into four different groups and uh, the second Hannah said that he split them up into eight families each um, the last thing we said which I just thought was uh, very very relevant uh, for our time right now that we're in uh, it's Misham that we discussed how the reason that the Anshe when they gathered in their own cities to, to fast, to daven, they read in the Torah the psukim from Asabarashis, right? It's on the uh, semi-top of Kablayan Mabet. And we just said that without the Ma'amados, the world wouldn't exist. Right? The Gemara says it flat out. The Gemara says that without the Ma'amados, without the people davening, the heavens and earth wouldn't be able to exist. And we went on to explain that Avram Avin was basically pleading with the Baruch who, the Gemara says, about what's going to happen when your sons, when your children do have various throughout time, who's going to be mocha of them? And the Gemara said, and concludes by saying that the Kodesh promised them that even when they don't have those and they can't bring the if they daven and learn about the korbanos. It says, I see it as if they brought the korbanos themselves, manosh. Right, we're at the ton on in the last in line. That's what we finished with, where the Gemara says, the, and we learned in a and shem the people of the Mishmar <laughs> would daven for the korban of their brothers <laughs> they would daven for the korban of their brothers for the rest of our it would be accepted in the eyes of Hashem <laughs> and the Anshim Muhammad would gather in their own shuls and they would fast four days in a row, four fasts on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday and each day they in for something very specific. On Monday they would daven for those who traveled by sea. Right, I'll finish this and then we'll see the Rashi on this because it's fascinating. And on, thir- and on Tuesday they would daven for those who were traveling in the desert by land. But on Wednesday they would daven for that the illness of Askara It's called. Won't befall the children. Now, anyone that learns Gemara Brachos, it's brought down in many other places. Uh, Askerah is the Gemara has in my focus. What's the worst way to die? Gemara Brachos asks this. What is the worst illness that a person could pass away from? And the Gemara says it's Oscar and it could mean one of two things. One of two things. It's either. Please, it either means that it's a throat illness. That the Gemara illustrates this. It either means a throat illness that you feel like. You're, that as if someone's pulling wool. If thorns get stuck in wool, as if it, your throat is being pulled that way, or it feels like sharp met, right the, the metal of uh, a boat's uh, anchor when it goes down through its loop when it speeds down quickly. That's when you feel like your throat is on fire, Mammish. Right? It's the worst illness to pass away from. So on Wednesday they in for that for the children to not have oscura. On Thursday, what would they fast for? What would they daven for?
1: They
0: would daven for, those, for the women that are pregnant and for the women that are nursing. For the pregnant women, they daven that they shouldn't have miscarriages. And that the nursing women should really have enough milk to be able to nurse their children. Right? There's Iqmaram Sachem that says this, and it's absolutely phenomenal. The says. More than a calf wants to nurse, the cow wants the the cow wants to give. Right? It's actually a It's a fact. Again, there's like so much in that you could go into just from like these few lines that seem uh, like a gada. But at the end of the day, there's a lot that like all the Torah is connected. Right? There's a there's an interesting halacha for Shabbos. Right? Women that breastfeed. Right? A lot of people don't know this. Women that breastfeed, it really hurts them if they're full of milk and they're not able to and they can't nurse at that moment. Right? So a lot of times. Let's say a woman who's nursing is at work, what does she do? She'll pump, right? There are these machines that they pump. But you're not allowed to pump on Shabbos. Right? Just like you're not allowed to milk a cow on Shabbos, and just like you're not allowed to squeeze out lemon from a, a lemon juice from a lemon, it's the malacha of dust you're, you're not allowed to pump on Shabbos. The the germes today say that if that you're allowed to do it in a certain way, that's by grama, if it's on a Shabbos clock, for example, even though it's an electric machine. And then you need to make sure that you, what's called, that you throw out the milk after, because you're not allowed to get enough from the malacha of uh, of dash in this situation, right? But again, just from like these small words, you see how Mamish alator is connected. Uh, also, if anyone has questions, please, 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 feel free to ask in the middle, right? Um, and on uh, Again, Thursday we dive in for the pregnant women and for the nursing women. On Friday, they would not fast because of the honor of Shabbos. In it's, Kavachomer, it's obvious that if you say Friday, you don't fast because of the Shabbos; you don't fast on Shabbos. Before we continue, I just wanted—it's an easy question that that Rashi points out. Right? One of the one of the big kiddushim uh, of the 20th century was. A lot of uh, big rabbanim and, uh, and even Chabalibu, it's like her big top was is that when you're learning Rashi and Chumash, she didn't say that, but on the Chumash, like when Rashi says something, you need to ask yourself, why did Rashi say it? What was bothering Rashi, right? It's a whole sheet of learning, because when you open up a Chumash and you're doing Mikha for example, and you see that Rashi explained something, you ask yourself, why did he explain it? Suddenly you have such a new understanding, not only into the shot of the Chumash, but also into Rashi itself. You, you see the brilliance. So with Gemara, it's the same thing if you look at Rashi where he says on Monday what are we daven for? for people who are traveling by sea why is that? Right? what's the connection? why traveling by sea on Monday? And so Rashi says that on the second day of creation it says let the heavens be separated from within the waters and because the concept of sea and water was mentioned on the second day, that's when we need to daven for it. And he goes on to explain this about Tuesday and Wednesday also. Right, Tuesday, the Pasuk says, we're not going to read the whole Rashi, it says And the yabasha and the land was seen. Right, so Rashi explains it should be ra'oi, it should, it should be ra'oi, that you daven for the land, for people that are traveling by land. Right, and Wednesday he says something also similar, but uh, if anyone wants to see it afterwards, by all means. But now the Quran wants to understand something. We have, it's very clear to us why you don't fast on Friday and Shabbos. Right, a couple of Shabbos, but why not Sunday? Right, the Mishnah said you only fast from, when, from uh, Monday through Thursday. Why not Sunday also? Why is it that on Sunday, the first day of the week, we don't fast? We have three basic answers here. Because of the Christians, because of the fact that the Christians have their, their Sabbath, their holiday, on Sunday, we don't want to throw it in their face that we're fasting and they'll see it as disrespectful and then they will harm us. So Bishmuel Bar-Nachmani says differently, because it is the third day of man's creation. Why does that matter? That's when he feels the weakest excellent, right? We see this in Chumash. Right? The third day of Avon's Mila, that's when Hashem comes to visit him. Right? The third day after and after the third day from the injury is always when a person feels the weakest. Right? The third day. Sunday. Since man was created on Friday, Shabbos, Sunday. right? So third answer, Ishlaki Shama Lakish says, because on Shabbos we get an sera. We get an additional aspect of soul. Whatever that means we should go into it a different time. But it's mamish deeply rooted. Uh, a lot of deep uh, kabbalistic and Hasidic uh, teachings about this. But we're not going to. Let's just be, use a basic chant. Now that on Shabbos we have an say we have an additional soul. Now Rish Lakish, like we learned that Rish Lakish says An additional soul is given to man on erev Shabbos. We Shabbat, and they a Shabbos he take it away from him. The pasuk says Shabbat nafash. The pasuk says. Shabbat ve'y and on Shabbos he rested. So what's the illusion here? Kevan she'Shabbat, Shabbat, we could read the passage a little bit differently, meaning since it's the day that he rested, v'ay abda right? Why v'ay nafash? Why do you need to add the vav yod there? So it's saying, whoa, that we lost the soul. Later, so the three reasons why we don't fast on Sunday, because in the Shabbat we're seeking for him, he feels at his weakest and at his lowest at that point. We're up to the two dots, a little bit more of a, of a sugyah, uh, a little bit more of a halachic sugya uh, here that we're getting into. Uh, this sugya is actually also found very similarly in <coughs> in Mara Megillah the question of leaning. Right? We said if you guys remember in the Mishnah, the quote is Tana Bereshit Be'echad. Right? I'm sorry. Uh, on Sunday, what they read they read the first two days of creation which is overall uh, eight psokims, right? And we said that you need three people to lay it, right? Barashas has five psokim, the first day of creation, and Yihirakiyah has three So Tana, we learned in Abraisa. In the psukim of Barashas, we, we have two people who have an aliyah. Yihirakiyah b'echad. In the psukim of only one person has the aliyah. B'yishlama Yihirakiyah b'echad. It's good. It makes sense to say that what the hierakia is written with one aliyah. Why? Because it has three psukim. And right, we have the basic. Uh, what's it called? And the basic alphabet says that the minimal psukim that are read for every aliyah is three. But rather, the psukim of that we have two different aliyahs for ma'atayma. Why is it? Why do you split it up into two? There are only five psukim. None, we learned in the Mishnah. Someone who reads in the Torah alikhot psukim. He should not have anything less than three psukim. Rav Doleg says, your doleg you skip, meaning that the first, the first aliyah reads three. Then the second aliyah reads the last pasuk that the first person read. You, st- you split the last pasuk, right, the third pasuk into two different psukim. Right, so you read two and a half, so from here and two and a half, so from there, and then every one is considered really that he, as if you read three. Shemuel Amal Pasek. Let's see me. Anet. Shemuel Amal Pasek. Shemuel Amal Pasek. Shemuel Amal Pasek. And Rabb, who said, "Do like, why does he not? What's the reason that he doesn't say like Shemuel that you split the pasuk down the middle?" Cause Because he holds. But Moshe, that any pasuk, that Moshe Rabbeinu did not separate on his own, meaning that he did not stop on his own, we don't have the right to be Mavsiki, we don't have the right to stop it. We don't have the right to split up Psukhe in our own way. And Shmua, when he says that you are Psukhe, didn't we just learn that, that you're not mopsik Right? It makes no sense. And even furthermore, the Gemara asks. the teacher, right? He was a, he was an ex- he, The reason he was called the Rabbi Chanina Krah because he was an he was an expert in Krah and him Said I had tremendous pain. by <coughs> <laughs> Excuse me. He said, I had tremendous pain because I, I, I was looking to be able. I asked my rabbi, if I was able to stop sukkim in the middle in order to teach kids. And he said, the only way you're ever allowed to stop a in the middle is if you're using it to teach them. It's the only way you could do it. Well, it's not the same because it's the only way that they could actually learn because they're not going to be able to memorize full sukkim at a time. Therefore, you're allowed to stop it in the middle. Shmuel, <laughs> And so Shmuel says, what's the reason that over there he gave him permission to stop a puzzle in the middle? Because there's no other way to do it. It's impossible to teach a full puzzle. So to hear Shmuel says, we the same logic. There's no other way to do it. And since Shmuel says <coughs> So if you really say it's impossible to do it any other way, and you need to stop the puzzle in the middle, but we see another opinion, we have Rav, at the end of the day, he says doleg, why does he not say to be doleg? There's a, xer, there's a decree because those who are coming into shul, and there's a decree because of those who are leaving shul, what's pshat, what does he mean by this, what do you guys think the Gemara means here? It's a decree because those who are coming into shul, and a because of those who are leaving shul, what does he mean? It's his reason for not saying uh doleg. It's his reason that Shmuel says that we don't repeat the puzzle. Why? I learned this I it's in It is in Musaka Megillah, you're right. Towards the end. Interesting that Megillah and Tannis both have the same suya at the end of Musa, just pointing that out. Um, why? Let's think about this for a second, right? What's the logic? What's the problem if someone comes into Shul versus someone leaving Shul, right? And it's of both of them. Like they, they hear the first and the reader. The same so. Excellent. Meaning, if I come in late, and If I come in late and I get there at the second aliyah, and I see that they're starting with pasuk gimel, what am I assuming? That the first aliyah did what? Only did two. And if you're
1: leaving, early,
0: and if you're leaving early, you assume that the second aliyah is only going to read two also. So makes sense? Jekyll, it makes sense, sir. Yeah. Mara follows his followers, we learned in Ebreyesha, right? Parashah shal shishav sukim, in a parsha that has six different sukin, korein we read it with two different aliyahs. Veshel chamishah. Be'echid, in chamishah, you read it, sing in one uh, person. Vimearishon koreg gimel, but if the first person who got an aliyah decided to read three sukin and stop, asheni shini koreh shnaim in parashah zo, The second aliyah, he reads two from here, from this (laughs) parsha, and one pasuk from the next paragraph in the Torah. Right? Because in the Torah, if you ever noticed, it doesn't have like so it it doesn't have a a sign where the pasuk ends. What does it have? It has separate paragraphs. Right? It's either going to be it's called a psucha and stuma. Right? It's either going to have like uh, nine letters worth that uh, nine words worth. Excuse me, I think. That, that there's a blank space or it's going to like just start a new line right like times the question is so what he's saying here is that read the next two psukim from this paragraph and then add another one and some say no you need to read three for the next one because once you're starting a certain paragraph you can't stop it with less than three <coughs> you need to read three psukim because you don't start a partial less than three psukim right so that's the end of the break. So this is the end of the question Right, you're seeing very clearly here that this price is giving you something completely different to do than either posik or doleg, like Rav and Shmo both said. According to Rav, who said to, to repeat the pasuk, he should repeat it in this case. in and the opinion that says to staff the in the middle, you should do the same thing. Shani <coughs> hatam, it's different there, why? De'it Ravcha, because... In that case, there's certain leeway Meaning he has the option of reading further in the next paragraph Without any issue But here by us, by Reb and Shmuel in, in, in the beginning of the Torah They're telling us exactly how much we could read We can't add on more than Yehira Kiyah, that partial also We're not going to dip into Tuesday There's only a certain amount that we're supposed to read In that case, saying the is saying, in that up <coughs> They had the ability to go as, for, as far as they wanted um, any questions before we continue moving forward? Makes sense? We're good? Okay, fine. So we said as follows. Um, it's quoting our Mishnah, and it happens to be, I remember when we learned the Mishnah, like I pointed out that Mark's going to ask about this. Right? The, the statement from the Mishnah is very problematic. Because there's no comma, we don't know where to put it. It just says a big parsha, You read it in two, with two leaners. in Shachris and Musaf and Mincha. You read by heart. How do we understand this line practically? <laughs> the question was asked. Hey, hi, What does it mean? What does the Mishnah mean? What's it saying here? Do we say that in Chakras and Musaf you read it from the Sefer Torah, and in Mincha you read it by heart? like we read Shema <coughs> in shul by ourselves. Or Dinmar, maybe, this is what the mission means to write. Then in Shachrus, you read it from a Sefer Torah. And in and Mincha, you read it by heart, The same way they read Kriya Shmah. Tashma, come here, the tiny, up. In the same way we the 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 we the same way we all year round. the Yachid reads it by heart, out loud. Period. Amar of Yosi, says in the Braysh of a the Yachid really leans out loud for the Tzibur to be the Tzibur by heart. And i rather everyone gathers them together and reads it by heart. The same way you read Shema. <clears throat> These next two lines, this next line and a half, is a huge machlokis in the post game. Rashi and Tosvos, right here, we'll, we normally aren't going to go into Rishonim necessarily. I'll, if Halakha comes up, then I'll quote it. But here there's a very, it's a very short machlokis, Rashi and so we'll see it inside, okay? Um, as follows. We said in our Mishnah, Any day that there's a halal, "En Ma'amad Right? The rest of the line, there is any day that there's that there is halal, we do not say Ma'amad in Shapres. Any day that there's a Korban Musaf, we don't say Ma'amad in Mincha. Any day that there is uh, Korban Eitzim, there is no uh, there is there is no uh, Ma'amad in Neilah. Right? That, that's what we said in the
1: Mishnah.
0: I hope I'm remembering that correctly. Um, but regardless, the Gemara says as follows. "My fresh min Right? What's the difference between this and that? It's already a rashi tosos what they're referring to. Is it referring to Mincha and Musaf? Meaning, is it referring to, excuse me, is it referring to the Korban Aitzim and Korban Musaf? Or is it referring to Mincha and Ne'ilah? What's the difference between this and that? Let's read the Peshat and then we'll see Rashi separately and then we'll see Toso separately. What's, there, what's the difference between either or? My answer is like why is one, why is why does one have the Mamad pushed off and one does not have the Mamad pushed off? So it says Torah <laughs> these are words of Torah But these are words <laughs> of Chachamim. So if I had to ask you all, right, what's the Peshat of this Gemara saying before we see Rishonim? Right, what's this Kamara saying? What's it referring to? What's the basis of the question, that this and that? that what's the difference between the two? Which two is it referring to? And then it says that this is... and that this is the So let's go to the Mishnah. If you guys want, let's go to the Mishnah right now. We'll go to Chavvavah Aleph, just to be intellectually correct. <coughs> It's a few lines in the Mishnah cuz it's a little bit of a uh, Let's just see the full scope of it, right? The Mishnah says it's smack in the middle of the Amud. Kol yom Any day that we have halal. See, where I kol yom Kol yom see, right? Kol uh, yom Any day that there is halal. In Ma'amad B'Shachit, there is no Ma'amad in Shachris. Korban Musaf and Eilat, there is no Ma'amad <coughs> in the Eila. Korban Etim and Eilat, there is no Ma'amad in Mincha. The Yochua says, Rabbi Yochua says, this is how Rabbi Yoshua would teach it. Korban Musaf and Mincha, that if there was a Korban Musaf, it would push off the Ma'amad in Mincha. Korban Etim and Eilat. Korban Eitzim, there would be no in the the went back to teach like Ben azai. So if there is Korban Musaf, there is no mammon in Mincha. If Korban Eitzim, there is no mammon in the ira. So now let's see the, the words of the Gemara again. Again, it's, it's a line and a half, but it's a huge where we're shown him here. here. there? has a lot of implications. Maya freshman said, "What is the difference between this and that?" The Gemara is very vague here. We don't know. What's it asking about? What's the difference between the two? What two? That this is their Ureis and this is their Rabbanon. So the basic premise is, what is the question here? It's very vague. There are two basic ways to understand this. You either say that the Gemara is asking about the difference between Mincha uh, and Ne'ira. Why is there no Ma'amad in Mincha verse? Why is there Ma'amad in Ni'ilah? Right? <laughs> Meaning, what's the difference that this is pushed off and not pushed off, right? So if you see Rashi, that's the way he approaches this. <laughs> he says, zel a zel ma'yishna de korban Ma'amad de Ne'ilah. <laughs> why is it the Korban eats him, pushes off the Ma'amad in Ni'ilah, in the mamar of vincha, it, it does not push off. And if you look at Tosfos, he understands it differently, right? First, Tosfos on the Amud. meaning, he's saying, this is what the Mishnah means. That the Gemara means to ask, "My freshman korban musaf, What's the difference between korban etim and korban musaf?" The Koran was not able to docha mincha. The Koran was able to docha mincha. The Koran has not have the ability to push off mincha.
1: <coughs> you guys stop?
0: So let's see, again, let's see Rashi and let's see Torah. What is considered divrei Torah? What is considered do-right? So, mincha is considered do-right. So why? Like we're learning mar brachos. Yitzchak avinu Tiken ken mincha. The Itchakavin was the one who instituted Filas Mincha. we have it literally written in the Torah. Seemingly Rashi saying that it's deoraisa to say that the daven mincha. the and the concept of daven the ila is only the But chizuk, and we need a chizuk for the and that's why we don't push off the ila. Now, what's the problem with this Rashi that Torah is going to have a problem with? What's the, what's the problem with Rashi here? We know that what? Even according to the Rambam that says that tefillah is the Oraisa to daven every day. Even according to the Rambam, it's not the Oraisa when we daven and what tefillahs we daven. It could be one time a day and that's it. So how could Rashi here be saying what? That minchah the Oraisa? How could the Gemara be saying this? The Gemara is saying here, flat out, it's according to Rashi chat that Mincha is Deorisa. It makes no sense. So there are two ways to approach this either Tosfos's way, which we're going to see in a second, or to try answering Rashi. <coughs> Tosfos says as follows: Mustaf, halal what is the Torah? Musaf. Musaf is Deorisa. To bring Korba Musaf is the Ule kedachi Mincha, and that's why it's able to push off Mincha. They have a Torah since it is word of Torah, but the Korban him. They have him the rest of But since it is the race it's able to push off the ill, which is also the They of him, right? But since the Korban him is only there, a banan, That's why it's only able to push off the ilu, Why? They have the of frame. Right? with the West of Because it's only Daravana Valo Mincha but it does not push off mincha. Why? the West because it is De'Oraisa, so even the Tosfos is is, is also stuck with the same question here. Right? How could either Rashi or Tosfos to say that Mincha is Deorisa? How can we approach this? Tosfos is to focusing on something else. He's saying seemingly that the question that their aunt asked me is between Mincha and Mosav. Excuse me, uh, Mosav and Korban Etim. And he says clearly, Mosav is Doraisa, Korban Etim is Darabana. And since Mosav is Deoraisa, it could push off the Maimon in in, uh, in Mincha because it has the power to. It, it has the juice. <coughs> but Korban Etim doesn't have the juice to push off the of Deoraisa. <laughs> so again, we're left with the question on both Rashi and Tosfos. So. One basic approach and what we'll just give this one and then we'll see if we have time to move on a little bit. Maybe we'll just go to the next few dots. The basic approach, uh Gigorin brings this down, Gurasari brings this down, many others uh, discuss this question. But the basic shot is understanding that it isn't that mincha is literally Del Raisa, but because there's an asmachta to mincha in the Torah, it has the Torah status. Right, there are other minhagim like this that we know that it's an asmachta, but since there's an allusion to mincha in the Torah itself, then it's not enough to just have a, a, there a banan that could push off something that has an as- asmachta in the Torah. Fair, makes sense. Okay, let's move a little bit further, just because it's uh, it's mamish, <coughs> uh, very quick, and it is uh, somewhat of a gadata. Uh, sorry. Right? We learned in the Mishnah that the wood festival of the Kohanim and the rest of the people that we celebrate happens on nine times a year. We learned in the Why is it necessary for the Mishnah to mention the time of the wood festival? Right? Why do we care? When they said, When the people came back from exile, right? After 70 years, Am Yisrael came back to Israel. <coughs> they did not find wood in the Lushka, they did not find wood in the appropriate uh, halls and channels in the Beit Megdash. And these people, these families got up and and were Misnad and they <clears throat> and they donated it from their own money. And this is what, and the amongst them got up and decreed. They made a condition to themselves and said. that even if the Lushka is full of trees, we are always going to give them the ability to give this tzedakah and we must not them on their own like the Pasuk says in Nechamia we put lotteries <coughs> on the Korban ve'am for the Koran and Levim and the Am Yisrael to bring to the house of our God, to the house of our forefathers, set times every single year to bring them as, uh, as to burn like it says in the Torah so guys let's uh, let's wrap up uh with this for now